This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug loves Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies. It's Thursday, March 30th, 2023, and my guests today are Tony Yacenda, Josh Weiss, and Clark Wolf. Hello. Hello. Hey, Doug. <laughs> Great to be here. Uh, talk about three people who are very late in the alphabet. Uh, we got a Y and two W's, but let's meet everybody individually and alphabetically by first name, which means we start off with Clark Wolf. Hi, Clark. Oh, wow. Hi. Hi, Doug. How are you? 
<laughs> good. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm doing so good. I went to the world premiere of a movie I'm in last night, and it was so much fun. And I'm sleepy, and I've eaten too much pizza <laughs> and stayed up too late, but I am <laughs> happy nonetheless. What's the movie called? The movie is called Malum. It is a horror movie that is a reimagining of an indie favorite called The Last Shift. Okay. Uh, the reason I just asked you, you know, I've seen it written down, but I asked you the name of the movie because I didn't want to mispronounce it because <laughs> uh, it could go the other way, but it's Malum. Malum. I've seen um, the in, like uh, the automated voices on some of like these Zooms say Malum. And it's, <laughs> it's been really, <laughs> it sounds like a fragrance or something. Yeah. I mean, it could be Malum, Malum. I mean, it's all over the place. So Malum <laughs> is the name of the movie. And when when can people see it? They can see it right now. Malum is oh. actually a rare rare find a rare indie horror movie that's getting a real theatrical release so it's in theaters right now oh that's perfect yeah because people and not are listening like, right now and they might be near a theater i, I hope that they are so <laughs> drive safely uh to your <laughs> local theater but yeah it's really exciting it's not one of those that's gonna just like pop on vod in a week i mean the team behind welcome uh, welcome villain is our production company this is their first big uh feature and they are giving it a real release which is really cool and exciting yeah that's great and uh you know uh more and more movies uh you know are, are back in theaters first before moving on elsewhere and it's it's uh it's a great system that uh, that has stood the test of time. So I'm glad it's uh, glad it's back, and uh, people can see Malum now. That's right. Thank you, Tom Cruise, <laughs> for saving movies. Yes, uh, he, he he did it all by himself, and you know, mm -hmm. I just am so grateful to Tom Cruise for doing that for us. So thank you. Yeah, there was um, there was a couple other big hits this summer that people. No, no, it gone. was no, it was Tom Cruise only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really everyone's really giving that movie credit for that, and as long as everybody's just saying out loud that movies are back, that's the most important thing to me. Because you know, also strangely, Tom Cruise's ex Nicole Kidman would probably try to take a lot of credit for getting people back in the theaters because. You know, we've watched her do it. And, uh, you know, she, she watches movies better than anybody. I cannot I could not agree more. <laughs> it's so funny, all the talk about that AMC trailer and her uh, the way she acts in it. And I really didn't I don't think I ever saw it in a theater, maybe once or twice. I just don't live near any AMCs, really. <laughs> but I heard it is. lots of talk about it's a it on religious the experience. Right, yeah, it's a religious experience, Doug. When it comes on, it is, it's it's really ripened, and yeah, it's one no, of the people, things I look forward to the most. <laughs> people seem to really be uh, cheering it on, and uh, that yeah. voice is a first-time guest on the program, uh, a film enthusiast, journalist, and author. Yeah, that's right, a triple threat. It's Josh Weiss. Hi, Josh. Hey, hey, thanks for having me How's on. How's it going? Uh, you got a new book out? 
Yeah, my uh, second novel, uh, Sunset Empire, is out this week from Grand Central Publishing, and it's a sequel to my first novel, Beat the Devils. Uh, so it's very exciting, you know, big week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in between your book and uh, Malum, people have uh, uh, assignments. People have so many demons do. and devils. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, uh, so tell us a little bit, you know, what's the, uh, you know, short description of the book? Yeah, it's um, an alternate history crime thriller set in an alternate version of Los Angeles um, in an America where Joseph McCarthy became president. Um, and the main character is a private detective, Jewish Holocaust survivor. Um, and he's one part my grandfather, one part. Jake Giddies and one part uh, Indiana Jones in that he likes fighting Nazis. <laughs> he likes. It's uh... a. <laughs> yeah, he's not a fan of those guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, let's face it. Who is? I hope. I yeah. hope there's no Nazis listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, I hope that Nazis don't take any pleasure from it because we've, you know. Uh, we've talked about on this podcast for years about you know how much we enjoy watching the Nazis melt at the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So I, I would think they wouldn't be in, encouraged to uh, <coughs> listen in. Um, and you're uh, you're calling into us today from uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, city of brotherly love. Um, <laughs> you're on the East Coast right now, so you know how cold it is right now. Oh my God, it's ridiculous! It's so stupid yeah. outside. Yeah, the weather keeps I just, fluctuating. I hate it. Yeah, I just throw on my uh, winter clothes and then run to a uh, either a restaurant or a theater, depending on you know what's next on my agenda. Also yeah. joining us today, in from the comfort also of California, I assume it's the co-creator of Players on Paramount Plus. It's Tony Yacenda. Hey, Tony. Hey, thanks for having me, Doug. <laughs> thanks for being here uh you're a champion on this program and that's why we uh have such a quick return visit from you um oh i won didn't i yeah are you guys did you I think Josh and clark are are intimidated i think they might be but do, uh, i also but i also like how you uh you know uh, and it's not a bad uh way to think about it but uh you know you, you just um thought you got a rebooking so soon just because we had so much fun the last time yeah i thought it was because you know you liked me and i was entertaining but i i, I now now it's just because you won in fact i didn't want to have you back <laughs> wow. i forced so contractually to have you back because you're a champion i want to come you, back again yeah i want to you have to role. be here yeah well that's what i'm saying is you could you know force my hand and keep winning and uh but as Clark knows, and Josh may soon find out, uh, people can come back pretty soon on the show, especially if you've got uh, a reason, like something to promote. I believe, is Players available on uh, the next, is the next phase happened yet? Is it on uh, Blu-ray? It's, it's on Blu-ray, it's on iTunes, and then I, I also work on a show called uh, Dave on FX, which premieres uh, season two. Yeah, or season three. Three? Um, You're up to three already. She, Holy season cow. Season three is a fun one. So um, I'm Dickie, excited for that as well. Isn't Will Dickey a Philly native also? I'm a Philly native too, Josh. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, 
Where are you a from? lot of brotherly love. On the, I'm, I went to Downingtown. Nice. Um, and as uh, we could have been in the the same homeroom, as you pointed out from the all the W and Y names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, those are our guests, and I'm happy to have everybody here. But, but before we play some games today, uh, I'd like to get some movie recs. We've gotten a quarter of a way into the new year, so I was thinking it'd be a fun point at which, like last year at this point, we had already been blessed with everything everywhere all at once, and uh, or was about to come out, I think, and um, what was another one early last year that I enjoyed? Oh, um, uh, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. <clears throat> so anyway, what I'd like each of you to do now is recommend a movie that you've seen this year could be streaming could be theaters but something that that came out this year if possible uh what do you have clark so i guess i'll only i'll make a kind of scary movie recommendation in honor of malum um i saw megan uh, this year, which is now <laughs> yeah. available on Blu-ray and streaming. Uh, and, you know, so I have to be honest with you. I kind of was like, eh, the internet is really going. Oh, Rufus agrees. Uh, I was like, the internet really is going a little crazy for this. And I think this is maybe a little too hyped up. But a friend invited me to go and I went. And that movie's hilarious intentionally. <laughs> it's so good. I saw it way after it came out on a Saturday night and the house was half full. People were laughing, you know, gasping. I just had a blast with it. And Gerard Johnstone's directed a movie called Housebound a New out of New Zealand that a lot of people really like. It's a horror comedy, uh, a little less, uh, less scary and violent than Megan. But nonetheless, I am such a fan. So I'll, I'll shout out Megan. It was real fun for me. Yeah, what housebound is like Australian or something? New Zealand, I think. And yeah. uh yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, I saw that movie. That was good. All right. So Yeah, same director. Megan. Director of Megan. Well, that's, you know, uh was so Allison Williams stars in it, but she's kind of like she was like behind it as a producer as well, right? I, I want to say she has some producer credit on it. And then yeah. um, Akila Cooper, uh, who's writing a ton of James Wan stuff right now. She also wrote Malignant. Uh, she wrote Megan and she's blowing up. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a great group. I'm forever jealous. I mean, Allison Williams is great. I'm forever jealous as a brunette in her age range that I did not get to play that part myself. But it's fine. No big deal. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's always Megan, too. Exactly. M3 Gan, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Numbers are going to be a little confusing on that one. Uh, okay, Josh, what do you got for me? What have you seen this year that you liked? Um, I guess I'll, I don't even know if it needs recommendation because everybody's seeing it. But since I saw it this week, I'm going to have to go with uh, John Wick Chapter 4. Um, and I had not seen the John Wick films until like the last two weeks. Uh, so I'm, I'm John Wick hype train all the way. You, so you binged one through three to prepare for four? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, streamed them on Peacock. Now, so you were like, okay, part four is coming out. So you wanted to see all three of them before 
pulling the trigger on scene four or were you committed to scene four and saw the other three to catch up? Yeah, I mean, I've have, I have a buddy who's a big John Wick fan who's always texting me about it. So I just said it's it's time to uh, <laughs> catch up to get up to speed on, on this universe because it's, and I can't believe I've waited like a decade. It's it's pretty crazy because these films are phenomenal. They're so good, but it's also I'm a, you know I'm a little jealous of a, a person who who just would you know see all four parts like in a short period of time. Uh, you know that's. That sounds uh, pretty exciting to me to, you know, because because you're right. It has been so long and it's so hyped up that it's weird that you haven't seen it yet. But, uh, you know, I think it's cool that you once you started watching it, realize, oh, yeah, these this is a sort of thing I like. And then you had so much more of it, uh, including the three hours that John Wick four is. I mean, it is an epic action movie. Yeah, I mean, I also, going back to your first question, yeah, I, it was kind of a research trip as well because I had to interview the editor, uh, Nathan Orloff, uh, for work. Um, and he was like, yeah, you know, when I, I didn't think anybody would mention the uh, runtime after Avatar, The Way of Water came out, but um, everybody's mentioning it in their reviews, but in a positive way that it doesn't really feel like uh, three hours. So um, that was an interesting tidbit. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, I didn't know it was three hours going into it. And, you know, close to the closest to the end, I was like, you know, these John Wick movies get in a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized, oh, no, this is three hours of that stuff. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's just so good. And it's so hard to talk about because a lot of the things you want to talk about uh, can be a little uh, spoilery on this one. Um, we'll save it for the next time I'm on if, if you'll have me back <laughs> yeah I mean because I'm I'm just fascinated by like how it ended and uh, you know the uh, the the filmmaker's explanation for why it ended that way and uh, right. uh, it's but it's just a tremendous uh, wonderful movie Tony they hey. took two I think they took the two good ones yeah, that's it for different movies. So well, let's get. No, I. I saw, what are you left with? I mean, what What's been good this year? Uh, the Blackberry movie it played at South by, and uh, it's with Glenn Howerton and Jay Baruchel play the uh, the founders of the the company Blackberry. And oh wow! It doesn't it's not the most enticing pitch I know, but it's uh, it's. <laughs> really it's really well made it's uh it's very funny both jay and glenn are awesome it's well made it's uh well well shot it feels like uh a a cool fun indie with like the scope of social network and in a way it's it's cool what's it called it's called blackberry oh i just just played uh south by i think it you know, be in theaters in in a couple months if I was a betting man. Uh, yeah, know, so Tom Cruise. For, so for my yeah, but for my purposes here, uh, let's pretend this is a movie that uh, people can actually see. Uh, oh. Now, uh, you know uh, what I mean? Like, is there something that came out this year? Because I saw a few things in South by that I loved, but uh, they're not going to be out for a while. Wow, so I messed what that up. What have you up. got? What have you How got about, from now? You but know what also, you might 
you might be like, hey, Megan and John Wick, those are the best ones. I did love John Wick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Four of them was great. Watch, uh, the, I watched last night the beta test from my, my buddy Jim Cummings. Is the guy, he directed a movie yeah. called Thunder Road a few years ago. And uh, he, beta test, I think it came out early last year. And it's, it's very weird. And they did it on a shoestring budget. But he's just like, he's just a, such a good watchable, like his movies are so interesting to me. Uh, and he made it with my my other buddy PJ McCabe. I would two thumbs up. It's a it's a very interesting viewing experience. Yeah, he's been on the show, and but also just if you follow his social media, Jim Cummings is um, he's such a cheerleader for for cinema and movie making and trying to get people to just to just do it. Like he's very encouraging, and uh, yeah. And then he, then also his characters that he plays, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, there's also the, um, I'm going to fuck up the title. I think that something of Wolf Hollow, the, sh- the shadow, of, yeah, what is it? Wolf of Snow Hollow. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The wolf of Snow Hollow. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, in that and Thunder Road, he, kind, he essentially kind of plays the same, a similar character as a cop. It's just like way too emotional to be a cop. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Oh, great. Um, but I haven't seen the beta test yet, so that's a good one to uh, uh, remind me and everyone else about. So thank you for those recommendations, and uh, you know, certainly everybody put Blackberry in the back of your minds for uh, for down the road when that does come out because it it does sound pretty cool. Um, we'll play some games. After these messages, we'll be right back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We are back. And the first game we're going to play today is called Whose Tagline Is It Anyway? I'll tell you a tagline from a motion picture that is, you know, one of the several taglines that uh, are listed under taglines on the internet movie database and then you tell me the title of the movie sounds simple but these are tough so don't beat yourself up over it if you don't know the answer just give a guess but also after we've done more than one you may pick up on a theme we'll start with you Clark okay I'm ready ready I think so. What movie do you think had the tagline, the movie Too Hot for Words? Too Hot for Words. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, I am thinking that there's, maybe it's silent. I don't know. 
too hot for words. <laughs> like um, that movie, The Artist? Like, uh, just too hot for words? Just, ooh, nothing is spicier than The Artist. Uh, just <laughs> too hot. Um, I don't know. How about I say some like it hot? Well, that's a good thing to say because that is the correct answer. Oh, my goodness. That was one wow. of the taglines for Some Like It Hot. Was my guess, too. Billy wow. Wilder classic uh, with, uh, you know, Jack Lem and Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. <laughs> Tony <laughs> Curtis. And uh, I'm just always ready to say Gene Wilder. And uh, Marilyn Monroe. And also a, uh, a really good musical. Uh, on Broadway right now, and how they recommend it. Yeah, okay. it's really good. It's much better than you would expect it to be. Is you it Tony? It? Is it a revival of the of the tour that they did many years ago, or is it a brand new show? Do you know? It's a it's a new show. They were they were. I mean, I think it was. It's the same writers, but it's gone through a bunch of rewrites. So it's a it's a different iteration of like the same creative team Love behind that. it. I think. Love it. Yeah, it's um there was it's the second Broadway musical based on that movie. There was one called Sugar, but that was like uh, uh back like in the 70s or something. And um but yeah, it's it's back now, but uh I didn't really ha, ha, do you see a lot of uh Broadway musicals, Tony? Well, actually uh one of the the executive producers, this guy Joe Farrell from Funny or Die, who did Vandal and Players, um, uh -huh. actually he helped uh, write the write the book for ah. the show, um, sort of in in its later stages, and that's what got us in the door, and we were really really glad we went. It's a uh, it's kind of it's a special show, and it's the word of mouth is picking up, and it's doing it's become a hit. So I'm happy for him. Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, um, they managed to take, you know, a movie like they made. They recently made stage versions of Mrs. Doubtfire and Tootsie and, you know, La Caja Full, Birdcage, whatever you want to call it. You know, everything that's had cross-dressing in it has been made into a stage version. But this one is the first time that they like they, they don't just do the old movie they like really actually you know reframe it so that it's more uh, the perspective is more uh modern yeah, um exactly <laughs> but uh all right so you're uh so clark's on the board josh was gonna guess that anyway tony's <laughs> seen the broadway musical now let's go to josh for the second tagline now Maybe. keep in mind there could the theme is gonna emerge here what movie do you think had the tagline? Uh, it's not what is outside, but what's inside that counts. Hmm. Huh. It's going to be another classic. And I'm going to be embarrassed that I don't know it. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's not what's on. I'm just going to, I mean, I, I'm sure it's wrong, but I'll just say Inside Out, the Pixar film. Right? That would be a pretty, pretty accurate description of, uh, of that movie, especially since we don't see the outside that much. We just see inside her head mostly. Uh, but that's not the answer. Tony? Tony what was it again? This is a tough one. 
Yeah. It's not what is outside, but what is inside that counts. Um, is it... Uh, yeah, if we're going the same thing, is it uh, another... Like, is it Tootsie? <laughs> you think I would have just rattled off other answers in the same game? Right. Oh, you just asking. didn't you just say that? Oh man, I just said Tootsie, but you know I would do something that weird uh, sometimes, but not today. Uh, Clark, what do you think it is? Gosh. Okay. Um, I don't know. I I was. I'm gonna guess. Uh, big. Okay. Big. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Which is, it's, it's still good. I don't understand how because yeah. now that we're talking about musicals. You know, I feel like wasn't bit didn't Big have a quick musical theater adaptation as well? Or I know I that feel shows... like yeah, it does feel like one that they tried to do a stage version of, but I'm not sure. I know that shows Zoltar is so. coming, but there's going to be a whole that. show called Zoltar. There was for a while. I tried to audition for it. That's the only reason. Really? I know. Yeah. But, you know, and I thought they did. I don't know. Am I maybe saying too much? I thought they, well, no, because I didn't even know. I didn't get it. So whatever. Uh, they, yeah, I, I think that um, they did two seasons back to back in the Southeast and it was called Zoltar. But I, I, and I thought it was an Apple show, but who <laughs> even knows anymore? You know, <laughs> Well, I know I see those Zoltar machines sometimes and I'll put, a, uh, you know, some money in and it's and it's hilarious because Zoltar basically just talks in circles and then asks you for more money. <laughs> um, but, you know, Zoltar is not the worst. Uh, I mean, big is not a bad guess and, and neither is Zoltar because uh, the answer to this one, uh, it's not what's on the outside, but what's in the inside that counts is for Aladdin. Oh, sure. Okay. Huh. Yeah, exactly. That was my reaction to it. I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> uh, you know, because the lad is, you know, he looks like a street rat, but on the inside, he's a, he's got a heart of gold. And then, yeah. And then also, uh, you know, once you rub the lamp, then the, uh, the genie comes out of it. Um, but, you know, you're not supposed to know any of that before you see the movie. Uh, here's yeah. the next one, Josh. Are you ready? Uh, I as I'll ever be. <laughs> Brace yourself. <laughs> uh, no laws, no limits, one rule: never fall in love. Hmm. Never fall in love. Yeah, I'm gonna say this is some sort of like heisty, uh, criminal movie. Oh, we're like is somebody somebody on the team in a heist gets feelings. Yeah, then... like like a lone grifter who doesn't who doesn't want to get attached. Oh yeah, like like the grifters. Um. <laughs> oh, what are the what, what? How does it start again? No laws, no limits. One rule: never fall in love. <laughs> if if that wasn't for that last part, I'd say the purge, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it is bad timing to fall in love during a purge. Yeah. Um, hmm. Don't fall in love. 
Never. Never. Um, I don't know. I'm going to pass. I have no clue. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Some people just say a movie because you just never know with these things. I mean, I was thinking of that movie with um, Clive Owen and Julia Roberts. What is it called? Uh, Duplicity? I guess I'll say okay. Duplicity. That's not a bad guess. It's not the answer, but also not a bad guess. <laughs> Tony? Yeah, I think, I mean, I have no idea. Nor nor can I, like, the connection between Some Like It Hot and Aladdin. What what third movie can bridge that gap? Right. Uh, in the Coen Brothers' uh, uh, Intolerable Cruelty. I'll just take a guess. That is not it. Could be, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Clark. All right. Um, I would like. Oh. Right again. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> no laws, no limits, one rule: never fall in love. No laws, no limits, one rule. Okay, this is, I'm just really trying to find a pattern. So I'm going to guess George of the Jungle. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think George ends up happily in love at the end, but, uh, you know, there's probably a lot of uh, stumbling blocks along the way, a lot of trees to fall out of, but uh, no, that's, <laughs> incorrect the the correct answer is it's one of those movies uh that has an exclamation point at the end but i'm not going to yell it moulin rouge hmm. okay moulin rouge yeah i didn't know that i knew that it took place like in france but i didn't know that they had no laws uh and no limits but uh it definitely doesn't work out the falling in love part is definitely a bad idea hmm we're back to Josh oh, no. with tagline number four. Maybe you're sensing some sort of pattern. Mm -hmm. This is how it goes. A love story is like a song. It's beautiful while it lasts. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah, these are these are tough. I, I don't uh, expect people to know these. I'm gonna guess it's a musical of some kind. Um, hmm. How does it go again? A love story is like a song. It's beautiful while it lasts. Hmm. It's a nice tagline. Wonder who. <laughs> um. I guess since no one has guessed yet, I'll give a clue for everybody. It's not really a clue, but it's just an opinion that uh, that yeah, that is it, it is a well written tagline. I don't necessarily know how I feel about it connected to this particular movie, but uh, yeah, is it High School Musical? <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> I'm sorry if that clue bit led you to that. Um, <laughs> but it does 
you'll see. You'll see when you hear it like why I said that, or maybe maybe it won't make any sense. Tony. Uh before midnight. Oh, okay. Not the well, answer. Uh, I'm Clark? not shocked at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, is it La La Land? No, but that's a fun guess because they just announced. I, I felt like this should have happened from like the first second I saw La La Land on the big screen. They just announced it really is going to be a Broadway musical uh, on the stage based on the uh, La La Land movie. And that's what this was today. These are all movies that got turned into Broadway musicals. That's why it's so funny. I did not expect any of you to have seen some like it hot on stage. <laughs> so it's funny when Tony uh, said all that about it um, because you inadvertently said what the theme was, which is uh, you know, musicals based on movies. And then uh, this love story is like a song. It's beautiful. At last was a tagline for New York, New York. Oh, wow. Martin Scorsese's New York, New York, where like De Niro just plays an irritating Scorsese character who drives Liza Minnelli crazy uh, and it doesn't last. <laughs> wow. uh, so it's such a cynical tagline, you know, for, you know, what when you go into it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a depressing movie. And then it sort of turns out to be. But they're making a musical of that that's uh, in previews now and it's about to open. And I saw some like it hot last night, Tony, and um, totally agree with you. It's it's super fun. Yeah, it was a it's a really smart take. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, congratulations, yeah. Clark, with your some like it hot guess. You took down that game, and <laughs> as uh, you are regular listeners to the show, no, it doesn't. Winning doesn't mean that much, except that you get to go first in our next game that we're going to play right after this break. We'll be right back. We are back and Clark won that last game. Uh, it was a real squeaker. And um, this game, I think we're going to, everybody's going to put more points on the board. It's a game that I call weird algorithm. Oh, no, this is my arch nemesis. Why, Doug? <laughs> Why? Every time. Oh, geez. I don't know how I do it. I didn't do it intentionally, Clark. It's just uh -huh. uh, there's a randomness to when the games <laughs> pop up. And uh, but, you know, I think maybe uh, what do you what's your issue with this game? Is that you end up like kind of overthinking it or something or uh yeah, I just like the the IMDb star meter is such a um just a, such a little little fun uh nugget of pop culture nonsense and I don't it is a weird algorithm. I don't get it sometimes. I don't know. It just confuses me, Doug. It confuses me. Well, let's see what we can uh, you know get out of it today because uh I'll tell Josh and Tony Here's how weird algorithm works. I go on the uh, IMDb site, and for any movie, TV show, whatever, uh, you can rearrange uh, the credit order from you know actual credit order to uh, you can refine it 
uh, based on popularity, according to the IMDb star meter algorithm. So basically it's just who's being searched the most and, uh, you know, discussed the most or whatever on IMDb at any given time. So you take any movie and suddenly the cast list is completely different and it's based on, you know, who's the most popular today. So I'll tell you a movie and then uh, Clark's going to go first. Then we'll go to Tony and then to Josh and each of you will guess who from that movie you think would be, uh, you know, highest ranked according to this algorithm. And, but the uh, unique part of this game is that you can say the same answer as somebody else. And I give everybody a chance to change their answers at the, uh, at the very uh, end of the round. So you don't really have to commit to anything right away and you can sort of feel it out and try to uh, figure it out. Plus I will tell you a bunch of, a bunch of names of people that were uh, in that particular movie. So you essentially have to pick from them or, Maybe there's might be some people I don't mention that you'd have to remember were in the movie, uh, but we'll we'll see if anybody goes that route. The first film, Clark, is uh, a recent one that I never saw <laughs> called Godzilla <laughs> versus Kong. Oh yeah, okay. Listen to the people who are in this movie: Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall. Brian Tyree Henry, Isa Gonzalez, Kyle Chandler, and more. Did you see this movie, Clark? I did not actually see this one, but I loved Kong Skull Island a few years ago. Oh my right, gosh, that one was Doug, great. You know what? So, okay, sorry, but you had uh, Jordan, the director, on your show, and I was listening to that episode, and I think I'm the only person in the history of listening to a podcast who actually went out and saw a movie based on somebody who was on a podcast because Whoa. Jordan told revealed that uh, there was a cannibal Holocaust reference in Kong Skull Island. And I was like, OK, I'm going to go see this movie. <laughs> and it was on your show specifically. And I did. And I loved it. It was so fun. It's really good. I think it's underrated. I mean, I know people were talking about it being good when it came out, but John C. Riley's arc in that movie is so he's so funny, but he's also he brings heart and emotion to a, a, a stinking King Kong movie. It's crazy. Have you Couldn't guys agree more. You get director's commentary on it? No, I haven't. <laughs> I'm sure it's wild because yeah. uh, like she yeah. said, Jordan is willing to talk. Yeah, I mean, it's just Jordan talking about every like reference to pop culture in the film. It's awesome. It's, it's a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of anime stuff, a lot of uh, solid uh, Metal Gear Solid and, and all that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really good. Good stuff. All right. So uh, who do you think out of those people, Clark, would be? Um... I'm going to say Millie, Millie Bobby Brown, because she's this is how this is what I basically figured out with the star meter. It's dudes who are like into Leonardo DiCaprio and it is children looking up their favorite teens. That is how I have broken down this weird algorithm. So I'm going <laughs> to say it's Millie uh, that is the number one out of those people. 
Okay. Uh, Tony, what do you think? Uh, I did enjoy this movie. This was a drive-in movie for me. Um, and you said, was, uh, I remember Kyle Chandler, and did you say John Hamm? What were some of the... <laughs> uh, was, Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård. No, I didn't say John Hamm. Um, okay. He should have been in it, though. He he decided to be in uh, Top Gun Maverick instead, I guess. Um, I know. Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, who was just nominated for an Oscar for Causeway. He was um, great. He was great in that movie. Yeah. I think Clark's right though. I think it's I think it's Millie. She's You're so going famous. with Millie too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Josh, you want to uh jump on the Millie train or do you want to uh, be an outlier mm. and try to pick up some more points? Oh man, I don't have any points, and I I don't know like I don't know if you guys are on TikTok, but there's a whole bullet train trend with Brian Tyree Henry and and Aaron Taylor Johnson. So I don't, I don't they, he might be uh he might be searched a lot, but you know what I think you know Stranger Things is hot right now, especially since they're coming up on the last season. So I'm gonna go Millie. Right on, Clark. You locked in on Millie. Yes, I, I gotta I gotta stay with the with the with the kids on this one. All right, Tony, you're good. Still good with Millie. I'm I'm sticking with Millie. <laughs> okay, um, well, she definitely uh, got up there, and it's probably you know Clark's right about the teenagers looking things up, uh, but she was number three. So oh my gosh, worth... I hate this game, Doug. <laughs> but, but you're all on the you're all on the same level. Y'all have one point so far for that for the uh, guessing number three, uh, number two, which would have been worth two points, is Alexander Skarsgård, who's you know he's always up to something. I think he just got announced as being in some other. It, it tends to, I think, when there's any kind of announcement about somebody being in something, that drives people to IMDb to go like, well, wait, who is this? What's he been in before? That kind of thing. And unfortunately, sadly, um, people rocket to the top of this algorithm when they die, uh, especially suddenly of natural causes when they're only 60 years old. Uh, Lance Reddick from the John Wick oh. films... Is in uh, Godzilla versus Kong. He's barely and in it. So, yeah, so... barely in it, I'm sure. But that he was uh, there by this system, he was number one on the uh, refined credit list. Rest in peace. Yes. I, I love that guy. Love him in those movies. He was great on The Wire. I never watched Bosch, but people say he was great on that. Uh, fringe like the guy just had he was just in all like classic stuff and always gave great performances and uh, uh, it's sad that he's um, you know uh, no longer part of the uh, you know like uh, that I, I guess he didn't even maybe he didn't even see John Wick 4 which always always bums me out when someone passes away before and like uh, Ray Liotta probably hasn't seen co you know didn't get to see Cocaine Bear it's just mm -hmm. a shame um, but yeah, they, did, they did dedicate that? they did dedicate John Wick Four to Lance Reddick at the very beginning, which was a uh, which was nice. Oh well, that's see that's we saw it. Uh, maybe we saw it before they add that add that on because we saw it at uh, uh, South by Southwest. Yeah. Um, but that's great. 
Um, round two. Everybody's tied. It's like nothing happened. They say that it, you know, uh, was a real bad follow-up to the uh, the Wonder Woman that everybody loved. We're, we're talking about Wonder Woman 1984. Starring Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, Robin Wright, and more. We uh, switch it around. Who goes first each time? So, Tony, you're up first. What do you think? Uh, Chris Pine seems like he was just in uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yeah, up? it just uh, just came out today. So, uh, and getting great uh, notices. Uh, people seem to really like it. Yeah, I hear it's funny. Um. So. The title, though, it's so funny to me when, you know, it's it's not it's not the second or third in a series, right? It's the first movie with this Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess they were going to try to probably make sequels to it, but isn't there there's more words in the title than just Dungeons and Dragons, right? Is it Honor of Thieves or something yeah. like that? Yeah, well, you know what I mean? It's the yeah. kind of nonsense yeah. sentence you put after the colon on a sequel. You don't you don't need that on the first one. I think they were trying to, you know trying to get away from the Jeremy Irons flop of many decades. How many? I don't even know when it came out. Yeah, I think I think that's true, but it's still just it, it confused me because I was just like, is Chris Pine already done one of these? Like, why does it seem like why does it feel sequely? Because so many sequels leave out the two because they don't want to sound like a sequel, but they still have the colon and then more words. Um. The, the the one that's annoying me is the air. What are they calling it? It's like air, the air. courting a legend or like pursuing oh, greatness or something right. like that. Like what? A, yeah. What a title that throw, is. They had to throw more words on there. I think it's just officially called air, but I think they feel like that's you know it, it needs more. You know they 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 didn't learn any lessons from having a movie just called Argo. I mean, it's. <laughs> Is Ben Affleck's next directorial movie going to be just two letters in the title? Yeah. <laughs> two two letters begins with an A. Um, okay, so uh, you, did you say Chris Pine? Is that who you're going yeah. with? Yeah, let's do okay. it. All right. I like it. Uh, what do you think, Josh? Yeah, Chris Pine was my top, but then I realized Pedro Pascal is in this movie, and The Mandalorian is... is uh, Airing its it's new season, Last of Us. Last of Us just ended. Um, I'm going to say Pedro Pascal. Okay, that's a good, uh, a a good, uh, good pull. Clark, do you agree, or you are you pining? (laughs) I'm always listen. I'm always pining. But are you connecting (laughs) the? Are you connecting the Gadots? Um, I am. I am also actually going to say Pedro Pascal. He was. He was my number one choice. Um, the internet just loves them. Some Pedro Pascal can't blame him. So I'm going to yeah. say Pedro. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go back to Tony. Are you still okay with Chris, or is uh, what's all this Pedro talk doing to you? No, I'm not still okay with Chris. Like I know I hadn't. I forgot that Pedro Pascal was in that movie, but I feel like. It's just stolen valor if I switch at this point. It wouldn't feel right. So I'm going to stick with it. But yeah, everybody's got nice, a nice work, uh, guys. 
everyone's got a different way of playing, but uh, yeah, you're uh, you're gonna go the honorable route and stick with your original answer. Um, Josh, you where are you at? Still Pedro? Pedro, final answer. Okay. Uh, and Clark's sticking with Pedro, obviously. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Well, nice job sniffing him out because I didn't mention him when I was saying who's in it. And he, of course, is number one based on uh, the things that Josh was referencing, Last of Us and Mandalorian. He's huge. Yeah, he is. uh, As Clark said, he's like the Internet's everybody's like asking to read sexy tweets on red carpets now. Mm -hmm. He's he's a big deal. Uh, Chris Pine came in at number two. And I'm okay. sure that's uh, Dungeons and Dragons related. And then uh, number three was a uh, gal. Um, so Clark and Josh each have four points. Tony has three. We have one round left to go. Anybody could still win. Since I'm in New York and I love musicals, the motion picture is Les Miserables. And we start with Josh. This is the um the Tom Hooper one, right? Yeah. We're talking lots of stars, but since this is the third round, I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna tell you the names of anybody. I think I'm gonna go Russell Crowe because he has that new that Pope's Exorcist movies coming out. I feel oh, like. okay. So I'm gonna go Russell Crowe for now. All right. Uh, not John. Uh, ne- Clark. Hmm. Yes, I. I am on the same wavelength as Josh. I was also thinking with the Pope's Exorcist coming out soon. Um, and it and the internet tricks me because some like you know the, the trades are just did this whole big cover story about c- celebrities and their stylists. So I've been seeing Anne Hathaway everywhere, which I don't think is going to translate to IMDb star meter, but it's tricking me. Um, and I know Hugh Jackman's getting all pumped up for Deadpool, and oh gosh, I just don't know. I'll, I'll say Russell Crowe as well. I'll go with my, <laughs> my first my first instinct. Okay. Uh, who's that leave? Tony? Yeah. Uh, I've never I've never seen this movie. Um, but I can't go. I'm playing to win. And I can't pick the same answer as them because they're beating me. So uh, I hope there's a lot of a lot of people curious about Hugh Jackman's filmography. So, yeah, let's That's give it fair. a shot. Okay, so Tony's going Hugh, uh, and Josh and Clark are both on the Crow train. Um, I was also this was another. Well. What's that? I was just also thinking Jackman as well because of Deadpool, but I'm going to stay. Oh. On the, well, you on can the change train. it if you want to. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay the course. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I was I was just about to reveal uh the number one. If you went if you went Jackman, I'll just throw this out there. If you went Jackman, I would have to switch because mm. then you would be guaranteed to beat me. So I would have to hop on the Hathaway train. Listen but, to you with but, your threats. 
Um, so Josh, you're sticking with Russell. Yep. Okay, and Clark's still got Russell. Yeah. And and Tony's got Hugh Jackman, who is worth zero points. He did not crack the top three. <laughs> Omg. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number one is another sneaky one that I found hilarious because as factory worker number two, a now much more famous Hannah Waddington. Oh my gosh! From Ted Lasso. <laughs> Oh. Wow. Yeah, she's factory worker number two. I just want to go back and watch that scene because I'm sure she's a real bitch to Anne Hathaway <laughs> in the factory. <laughs> and then number two is Anne Hathaway. That would have been worth um, two points. The if stylist. Tony's little, if Tony's <laughs> little, uh, little play there would have My worked boy. out if you'd have gotten Josh to switch. But because of the, the Pope's exorcist, I agree with uh, that assessment. Russell Crowe is number three. So that means uh, Clark and Josh are are tied at five points each. So we have to do a tiebreaker real quick. Oh, nice. Uh, the that's... points don't roll over from the previous game? No, no, no. That's a separate game. This one is all, all we did was uh, Clark got to go first because she won that first game. Um, so... Uh, that means, but yeah, that would be that you're now that you mentioned it, that would have been a good way to just say, okay, Clark's the winner, but instead, no, we'll do, we'll do this real quick because this is, I think, this is a fun one. I'm not gonna, again, I'm not gonna give you any suggestions, you just have to pull it out yourself. Whoever between the two of you, you each have to pick a different name, but whichever one is higher on the list, that will be our, uh, or yeah, you'll figure it out. You'll one of you will get somebody that's in the top three, I think. But let's find out. The film is the very first in the uh, current MCU uh, Avengers. The Avengers. Some call it Marvel's Avengers. Some call it Disney's Marvel Avengers. Uh, wow. But the first one. What do you think, to, by today's standards, Clark, who do you think would crack the top three of most popular all right, so this is this is where my I overthink. So, but Jeremy Renner obviously just had an accident, and he but he has uh, he's on a new show that just came out, and he's been doing some speaking and like interviews. So I'm gonna say Jeremy Renner. Okay, Josh, what do you think? Um, I'm going to say Scarlett Johansson because that new Wes Anderson trailer dropped yesterday. She has a pretty prominent role in that. And that movie looks good, just as a side note. Um, so, yeah, Scarlett Johansson. How did you feel about, speaking of side, side notes, uh, I'd like a sidebar uh, and just to ask you, what did you think of the French Dispatch? I actually have not seen it yet. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, it's it's on um, my list. I think I, the last one he did before that was Isle of Dogs, right? I think so. He doesn't have, crank them yeah. out too fast. Um, yeah, but but French Dispatch lost me a little bit. It was a little too uh, slow and esoteric for my uh, for my taste. Um, so I was wondering if this, you know if this next one's going to be more back in the direction of uh, classic Wes Anderson. 
Yeah, it looks more like comedy, family comedy, quirky, right? Like Spielberg meets Wes Anderson, which I'm a hundred percent on board for. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, I'll sit through anything Wes Anderson does for sure, but uh, this one does look pretty fun. And um, I'm sorry to say, uh, Clark, that your Jeremy Renner theory uh, doesn't didn't play out well because for some reason, even though he's in a horrible accident, uh, he's listed as like sixth or seventh. He's the sixth uh, out of all the original Avengers. Um, but the number one and two are kind of crazy because um, one is Ashley Johnson, who just plays a waitress in the first Avengers. I mean, I shouldn't say just a waitress. You know, all roles are important. But uh, she's in uh, Last of Us. So that's where she got such a huge bump to uh, number one of the Avengers cast. And then nobody remembered why, that Gwyneth Paltrow is sort of in the news right now. Oh, man. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. So she managed to speak in number two because of her ski accident uh, trial. And number three is Chris Evans, because why wouldn't he always be in the top three? Uh, <laughs> he's always up to something. And then, uh, but fourth was Scarlett Johansson. So, yes. Josh Weiss, congratulations. You pulled out a squeaker uh, and you won the whole thing. Thank um, you. You played a good game. uh what would you like to plug obviously uh we still want to mention your new book that's called sunset empire and it's available now from grand central publishing and the paperback edition of my first book beat the devils is also on sale now um yeah go check them out if you if you're interested in that wes anderson 50s vibe i think you'll dig my book Oh, okay, cool. Well, uh, thanks for being here, and great job. You uh, you took it down your first try, and uh, Clark Wolf, I'm sorry that this game, I'll try to remember that this game is your mortal enemy, and uh, and that you uh, you love a, you love a second guess, or you love to commit when you should second guess. True. Yeah. True. I mean, in life, in this game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The film is called Malum. And it is in theaters now. Yes, it is. What else do you want people to know? um, Just, you know, like, if I may, because I know a lot of horror, excuse me, movie fans in general listen to this uh, podcast. And so obviously we thank Tom Cruise for saving movies and theaters. But um, this is a really cool thing that these guys, the Welcome Villain guys are doing by, you know, they're sticking, they go with a project from start to and development all the way through to distribution. Mm-hmm. They're really trying to, you know, raise up and empower independent genre filmmakers. And so if you can, and if you care about this kind of stuff, please uh, support the movie in the theater. You know, it, it really mm-hmm does make a difference and i hope that the chains um you know start to pay attention to these smaller movies that have loyal fan bases um the movie is scary lots of practical effects the russells who did um 
the new Hellraiser movie and and many, many of your favorite horror movies did the practical effects on this as well. So I'm really proud of the film. And uh, yeah, and it's awesome that it's actually getting a theatrical release for being, uh, you know, relatively small budget. So support yeah. it if you can. That's what, well, here's what I say, you know, go to your local multiplex and pay for like Maverick or John Wick or something. And then, uh, I mean, excuse me, pay for, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm saying buy a ticket for Malum, see Malum, obviously, but also anytime you see something else, buy a ticket for Malum and then go see the other thing, you know, like, but, but small movies in general you know like these bigger ones they can they can take the hit you know but these small movies every ticket sale uh you know really helps you know in the long run uh but uh, thank you again clark tony yasenda um you said it all at the beginning of all the places people can find players but go ahead and run through it again uh, you can get it on Apple. You can get it on iTunes. It's new on uh, Blu-ray. And then uh, for Dave comes out April 5th. And that's on uh, if you have FXX, you can watch there or Hulu. It's on, I think, on mid- at midnight. Awesome. Um, yeah. uh, Doug Loves Movies is back at Dynasty Typewriter on Sunday, April 16th at 420. That's that's in LA. That's our LA spot. And then I'm doing stand up at Comedy Connection in Providence, Rhode Island, April 20th through 22. And Douglas Movies is back at Zanies in Rosemont, Illinois on May 6th at 420. Douglas is where all my dates are. Uh, thanks again to Clark Wolf, Josh Weiss, and Tony Yasenda. Uh, I end every episode with a, a line the last line from a movie. So I was wondering, Clark, do you know, and is it, hopefully it's not too much of a spoiler, but do you know the last line of the film Malum? Yes, I think I do. I think it is uh, in the arms of my master, my king. <laughs> That's a good one. In the arms of my master. Because it's like kind of spoilery, but not really. Because you got to see who who's involved and stuff to figure out why that would be said. Exactly. In the arms of my master, the king. My king. That's right. Yes. My king. My <laughs> yes. master. My king. I wrote down a pre-guess of what the last line of Malum would be, and it was just, "Damn." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, you know that's not a bad guess. the way it ends again no spoilers but that's that's not a bad guess Doug. <laughs> i was gonna say it's malum time yeah yeah <laughs> or just the last two words are oh malum <laughs> all right so uh so i'll stick with the actual last line of the movie and uh thanks again everybody as always in the arms of my master my king now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug loves